Social Media Serenity Podcast, episode number 62. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in the world of Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the other wonderful social networks. And today, we're going to tell you how you can bury your friends on Facebook. Woo! That didn't That's sound just right. Mean. <laughs> anyway, Eric, it is uh, is another week where Facebook is at the top of the um, chain when it comes to releasing new information about new products, new services, and stuff like that. Yeah, they've been on a weekly roll where it's like, "Hey, join us for another town hall, and we'll tell you more new cool stuff." So we'll see. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about some of the new things that are getting ready to go on. Now, um, you got uh, an update, I believe, a story that you read about where Facebook Places is having some sort of effect on page impressions and growth on the web. Yeah, apparently, since the launch of Facebook Places, uh, an article on InsideFacebook.com is talking about how Facebook pages and impressions per post are down and they have a graph there and yeah it's a pretty significant drop so it's like it's pretty low so so what is it that's dropping it looks like visits to actual you know fan pages as well as those impressions on those pages like clicks through as well as um just interactivity with those pages seems to be down for some reason. So you think this is maybe just capturing people's attention and it and it's taking their focus off of what normally they would have clicked through to to check out their favorite fan pages in the like yeah. the news timeline and stuff. Yeah, it, it seems to be. Yeah, I've I've really Facebook places is not something that interests me at all. In fact, one of the things that you did while we were at Harvard, um, right. we we were there and you actually tagged me as, uh, you know, quote unquote showing up. And when I got back, it's like, hmm, you know, I don't know what happens if I actually give you the authority, if that gives everybody the authority to start tagging me in all kinds of places. So I just went ahead and denied it. It's like, right. I, I don't know. I'm still not sold on this whole location thing. I mean, it's, it's so funny. I was so against it. Then I was so on board when I became like the mayor <laughs> of everything. And then I'm like, this is silly. Seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. May, obviously, Facebook thinks this is going somewhere, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it just seems to me like right now I don't see a strategy that I can really employ that makes a lot of sense for me to to devote a lot of time and energy into Facebook places. But for the, I know there are some people out there that um, are clients of mine who is, who are very very active in their fan page communities and they have noted noted massive drops in the number of views on their page and the amount of interaction on their fan pages. Yeah, I believe that's actually how we were notified of this article was somebody passed it to you and so we threw it up in the show notes. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think that location, I mean 
it's one thing for it to be done by maybe a local business who's really using it well. But as far as large scale, I, I just am still not seeing any kind of a benefit yet uh, to sell me on it personally. But when it comes to it, maybe taking a, making a, a dip in Facebook pages and, and notice and profiles, which it, it could be just a difference in the way they're, they're playing with the algorithm now inside Facebook and what data they're, they're delivering, but, but still. Yeah, I think it has everything to do with what they're delivering to the news feed. <clears throat> and I imagine that they're sending pl- Facebook places stuff into the news feed. And the news feed obviously does not show everything. And so right. to put, I mean, to keep the, the algorithm going in such a way that they're, you know, they're putting more content in, but they're putting less of the Facebook fan page stuff in. I know we were having the, that one issue where uh, if you did many posts on your page, it will roll them up into like one news feed item. Yeah. And, and I've discovered that ultimately that seems to happen more often when it's very similar links that are being shared all by the same account or two. Okay. So, but we so, still don't know exactly what calls. Yeah. It, it, there's not a specific way to know for sure how that's working, but it's, it's definitely happening. Yeah. I wish we could figure that out. If anybody knows what the, you know, exactly what is it that makes them determine whether or not they're going to take your multiple different uh, Facebook fan page status updates and roll them into one, you know, overall, hey, this there's this story plus a couple more like it, you know, click here to see all of them uh, in people's news feeds. If anybody knows what's going on there, uh, how you can, you know, what can you do to avoid it? Do you have to wait 30 minutes? Do you have to wait three hours? I mean, what is it that you need to do um, to, to keep that from happening? Yeah. Because I know a lot of clients that would like to know that. All right, so Facebook is updating the commenting system. Uh, this is where we can bury our friends. Tell us about this. All right. Well, it hasn't gone live yet, but this was a Mashable story yesterday that they are looking into updating their commenting plugin with a bunch more features. And there's screenshots there where it shows in the the commenting system what network you're part of, as well as comment voting and a comment rating which means you could have people giving you likes and dislikes and, uh, you know, essentially dig like functionality. So you could bury somebody's comment if you think they're saying something stupid on your, your, your post or whatever. So now when does this take effect? Do you know? It doesn't say, but it's, it's got threaded comments and it, it says it, it doesn't know when this is going live, but the screenshot is out there. And I mean, I believe Mashable. Mashable's pretty legit. So yeah, I, I would think that this is definitely coming down the pipeline. And, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't mind being able to vote down, so to speak, some people's things they, sh- they post on my wall. Right. Who knows? Well, um, do the, do we know what kind of language that they're going to to use? I mean, anything at all? Are, are they going to use the di- like dislike or bury or? No. Well, in in the screenshot, you can see an up arrow that's green and a down arrow that's red, and by clicking those, it's going to give the post that con- you're going to basically vote, basically yes or no, or like or dislike on that comment. Now, it's not going to be a literal like or dislike, from what I can tell. Okay, and see, so, okay, now I'm actually looking at the screen capture, and I do see that. 
Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about the average Facebook user and wondering uh, how intuitive that might be. Just a green arrow pointed up and a red arrow pointed down. Uh, I, I would assume, I guess, maybe if you hover over it, it's going to give you some additional wording there. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll have so, to see when it happens. So. Yeah, I it's guess. it's not necessarily something that's. I I don't know how I feel about it. I'll have to see it implemented, like all Facebook new additions. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I I don't know. Have you had any problems with comments on your blog? Not really. I've never really had an issue. I I imagine it could be. Other than, you know, close family members who don't understand that, hey, maybe I shouldn't post that on so-and-so's wall. That's all about somebody else who doesn't need to, you know, privacy issues. Yeah. But I mean, even then, I mean, there are plenty of times when I'll go in and somebody will paste something on my wall and I'll just delete it. Yeah. You know, so you still have that ability. Anyway, um, here's a new story. Facebook has released a new feature to help users protect their accounts when they log into public computers, and this is the one-time temporary password feature. Uh, It says here, the feature is simple. Users who want to access Facebook on a public computer but don't want to risk using their sensitive passwords on it can can actually send a text, OTP, one-time password, OTP, to 32665, and if their phone is linked to their Facebook account, they'll be texted back a temporary password that can only be used once and expires in 20 minutes. What do you think about that? I like that. I really like it. Hey, if you're out and about, it's a good idea not to log into an account on a public computer using your standard passwords. You know, there, there's a lot of talk about these, uh, you know, public systems where somebody can stick a USB key or some software that does something called um, key logging. And, um, you know, the, the idea here is that this is going to keep people from being able to to grab your password after you leave. So, um, you know, I, I, I love this. Matter of fact, one of the things that one of the things that I don't know is if this will possibly bring some resolution to um to the whole issue of like when i let's say if i leave here like i'm signed into facebook here and i'm active on facebook here right now and then let's just say immediately after i get off this call i fly to new york city and uh you know at two o'clock this afternoon i log into facebook from a computer there it sees that my ip address is used in a completely different area and it tells me I can't log in because, you know, you're you're logging in from a different area. It says, I need you to remember the problem I have is having. It's like they oh, want yeah. you to they want you to take these ten random photos and you have to get at least a you know a certain number of them right. And uh, you know, so tell us who's our, who who of your friends are in this picture. And it's like, hmm, let me see if I can find out which of my two thousand friends and the picture of their nephews is actually associated to which picture which profile. Whatever. So you know, if I can maybe uh, get on there and it says, hey, you've been logged out, you know, we can't let you in unless you set up, you know, this text. Go go in and type in OTS to your Facebook um, account or onto this uh, Facebook number and we'll text you back a temporary password. If it also allows us to do that in those instances, I would be very happy. Yeah. That, and that's what it avoids, which is nice because it gives you more control versus being at their control. Right. So, 
All right. Facebook or Bing. I just saw you add that to the I show I just notes. added that because I realized I didn't add the one story that they they literally did a real Facebook announcement for yesterday. All right. Which was Facebook announced a partnership with the Microsoft Bing search engine. A Microsoft which, Bing search engine. What is, so what are they doing? Well, what it is, is it's a way to bring your friends' recommendations into your online search. So if you're searching on Bing, you'll be able to see your what your friends have liked or disliked in Facebook on Bing as you search for things. Hmm. So that may or may not be good, but I'm just reporting it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Do you use Bing? I don't. I typically use Google. Yeah. I don't see I've my... I Bing occasionally, but... I've I used Bing three times and was not impressed any of the three times, so I have never gone back. Yeah, I'm a Googler. I like Google. <laughs> yeah, for my search engine anyway, and my email, yeah. and my Google Reader, and my feed burner feeds, and my uh, email. I said email, and what else do they own of my life? Google oh, do- Voice. Do- yeah, Google Voice for my telephone and my documents and spreadsheets. And Google Docs, like our show notes right now, <laughs> and everything, and and Google Home Mortgage. And <laughs> I'm no. waiting for Google Toilet <laughs> Tissue. There you go. Anyway, um, so uh, Google so Calendar. Let's move on to the next story. What is clout, and and what is it measuring? All right. Well, if you've never used clout, it's K L O U T, and it's a very popular. Uh, Twitter influence measuring system, very much like HubSpot's uh, Greater. Um, and, and the thing is, is that clout, I've actually heard stories where it's been used, where people who've been applying for jobs in social media type positions mm-hmm. have had their clout score looked up to see how influential they are on Twitter and have that pe- be part of their job measurement whether they really are who they say they are you know and how how well they know social media right so which so what's really, a good number well I, what i've heard is that anything pretty much somebody's influential if they have say basically a around a 30 or higher okay so and i and i would say it's well worth checking out because what i did is i actually went through all the people that I'm following on Twitter and check their clout scores. And a lot of people hadn't ever done them, but a lot of people had. And I was able to see who my most influential people are that I'm following and kind of throw them in a Twitter list so that I can approach those most influential people if I really want to, you know, interact with them and and become more tight knit with people who can expand my reach, so Hmm. to speak. So Anyway, interesting. it's very interesting. They, they use an algorithm. It's not just all about, hey, I have tons of followers or, or hey, I interact a lot. It's, it's a lot of different things. It's an algorithm and, and it's, it's cool. To, you should definitely check out clout.com uh, and get your score. And it's also, cloud is built into uh, Hootsuite. So you can check that out as well. It's actually built in there. You can go in there and check out a list check out a Twitter list through your Hootsuite account and it'll show everybody's twi- uh, clout scores. Okay, right wait a second. Side. That That's crazy. I just got, I, so I just signed in with my Twitter account. It's like, ooh, increase your sc- clout score by attaching your Facebook account to your clout account. So if I can sit there, that's silly. 
if they're say if they're going to improve my score just because I actually chose to use their service, that's that's bogus. Come on. Well, that's just a new thing. <laughs> that's not part of the, and actually I did that and it didn't change my score at all. Yeah, I don't know. It just said it it, it told me. It told me. Uh and, and oh, here thank you for connecting with Facebook. We'll send you an email when your clout clout score is updated within 72 hours. Yeah. So so, so yeah, so our my my clout score is artificially low just because I haven't quote unquote logged my accounts. Whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, I'm just saying, people are talking. They use this. So. Well, I'm looking at my clout score. It used to be 55, and now it's 27. And uh, I have no idea what I've done to 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 cause that to happen. Whatever. I th- how does my clout? How does my clout? My my level of influence? Actually, no. Wait. On January 20th. Uh, my clout was 67.08 and as of November, wait, that's 2009. Why is there two? Why don't I have dates of 2010? I'm in you the, probably haven't used it in a while is why it'll use what Twitter. I've sure I've no, used Twitter, not, not Twitter cloud itself. You actually have to go in and have them allow them to check out your, your Twitter profile. Oh, well, then this is stupid. Okay, Uh, then let me tell you why I'm thinking this is stupid. How can an employer go in and use clout to determine your influence if you haven't even signed up for clout? Well, that's that's kind of the point is it's one of those things where it's if you go. I get what you're saying. You know, what, what if what if I just don't like clout? Does that mean I that does that mean I have zero Twitter influence? Well, it's 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 like, well, what if I don't like Google? Well, should I not have a Google profile? I don't know. I, it, you see what I'm saying? But, it's like but, that necessary okay. evil. Okay, let me just say this though. Obviously, I must have heard about clout in 2009, and I turned it on for a couple, like for three months, and it must have somehow got turned off in November of 2009. But to be honest with you. I don't even remember signing up for clout in 2009. The only other time before today that I even heard about clout was I was messing around with Hootsuite the other day and I saw something that said clout score when I looked at somebody's profile. That was the first time I ever recognized what clout was or anything and I didn't even pay any attention to it. And now all of a sudden today's there there's this you know you're bringing this up on our show. I mean does the the fact that I was you know oblivious to clout does that mean I lack influence through Twitter and Facebook? That's stupid. No, it's and that's kind of the point is that there's there's saying you have influence and then there's the actual influence that you yourself, Cliff, have. Yeah. So it it's it's you it's know what clout has actual clout has little clout in my mind. <laughs> Folks, if you want to know, just you just call Cliff up and I'll tell you what I think about their service. It sucks. Well, and and the thing is is that for you, it won't ever matter because you're never going to work for quote unquote the man again. But somebody else may do well to actually log this in and get some of the recommendations to to make their Twitter influence look better. <laughs> to look better. <laughs> I love that. Don't worry it's about a doing makeover. Don't, don't worry about doing relationships and 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 doing things to help people and 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 living a balanced life. What you need to do is you need to improve your clout score. 
because that's ah, it's just I hate. Well, no, bogus. but what do, doing those things you just said is exactly why my score is high. Now, your your score is high because you signed up before I did. No, 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 no. But here's what I'm saying. No, my, my I'm point just is kidding. You know that, right? I do know. But my point I'm trying to make is your score once now that you've allowed them to basically look at your account again is going to be very near mine or higher because of the algorithm. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? I know what so. you're saying. I'm just kidding. I, it, it's just it's just crazy <laughs> when all of a sudden a third party service that, you know, I am not familiar with. It just all of a sudden becomes the de facto standard for judging people's thing. I mean, it, it, I, back in the day, it was Twitterholic. Everybody would look at that. And then it was, you know, greater.com or the we follow. And there's all this other. It's like, how does this all of a sudden this one service become the place where like employers are going to? Right. Exactly. You I mean, know? it's like, hey, if I've never heard about clout, why does that hurt suddenly now hurt me in a job interview? Exactly. And, and, and I'm not just talking about I me get, personally. I get that, that it's you're like, saying that. I'm, but. I, I mean, you would have to agree. I'm pretty up to date with social media stuff, wouldn't you say? Sure. I mean, and, 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 and when I'm not, that's why I have you here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I'm telling you about clout. I, I know, but I'm just saying, it's like how many, but, but you're telling me there's stories out there of people who are, who are being determined whether or not they're going to be a good fit for a social media job, whether or not they know this or not. And I'm just learning about this. And so if that's the case, how many millions of people out there who are heavily involved in, in social media who would be great social media people for companies and all of a sudden, just because they haven't heard of clout and they've got a low score. I mean, here's the deal. I had a, I have a clout score of 27. You know, it's like. Well, you did. You don't really. It's 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 higher than that. Well, that's what it still It Well, when I had it from September through November of 2009, I had a clout score of 67.8. But right now, because I turned it off and I some, I basically I go through randomly and I will turn off all of those connections. You know exactly. The, so it's not off. had access. So it's not been monitoring. So but, it doesn't really know. But here's the thing. Let's just say that somebody wanted to determine whether or not to hire me, whether for a job or just for some social media consulting, based upon my clout score. Well, then all of a sudden, because I turned it on at one time back in 2009 and turned it off, there's no thing that says, hey, you know, we're not actively tracking Cliff's score. This may, number may not be accurate. But then all of a sudden, they look at a score, and it's like 27. It's like, ah, he really doesn't have that very much influence. Do you see? That, that, that bugs me. No, I get it. That bugs me. I get it. And that's why I'm actively pursuing making mine stay accurate. But but what's the next with service? With all the things I'm actually doing. But what's the next service we're going to have to do that for? I don't know. I mean, something, something Google is inventing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is important to talk about. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. And and sure, I, I you know, if, if, people, if it is. Here's the other thing. Let me go back to clout. I think it's just the their wording. It's like <laughs> clout, the standard for influence. Whatever. <laughs> Seriously? We are the standard. And who was the standard before we exist? There was no standard. That's why we exist. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just in a bad mood now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, cranky geek. What is nutshell mail? All right. Well, here I thought this might be something you may be interested in. I've been using this to where I've actually scheduled out. This is done by Constant Contact, by the way. If you've heard of them, they're an email service. And 
essentially what it can do is you can link up social media accounts to this, to an account on Nutshell Mail, and you can schedule it to send you at very specific times on specific days, no less, when you would like to receive an email that tells you and gives you an updated status on all the different things that have happened regarding your accounts on those uh, social media accounts. So in other words, you could actually block out time and schedule an email to say, hey, this is this is what's happened on Facebook while you've not been looking at it. The same with Twitter and, and a couple other different accounts. And so you don't have to go and live in the timeline on any of those social media networks. You can have it scheduled in your, your day. All right, I'm going to get an email at two o'clock on Thursday. And that's when I will go and I'll look at the email and see if there's anything worth responding to. Now, will this actually deliver it to your email inbox that you already have? Yes. So it's not another email inbox that is like an inbox replacement. So this just gathers all your status updates and then pulls them, puts them all together, puts it in. And I'm looking at just the screen captures. It looks like a really nice format and then sends it to you at a, a time interval that you actually decide upon. Yes. And does it do Facebook fan pages? Yes, it does. I'm connecting right now. So it's it's worth trying out and maybe doing on a very limited basis because I made the mistake when I first signed up and said, oh, sure, I'd like an email at 10 and 2 and 7, Monday <laughs> through Friday, Monday through Friday, and maybe one on Saturday morning. And, and it had to be way too many. And so I backed it way off. And now I'm just getting one a day just to see if there's anything I've missed. That is funny. That's so, funny. Now the thing is is if I actually click yeah. and allow is this thing going to allow is it am I still going to get the individual notices like I have set up with Facebook? Yes. So it's not going to change my settings there. Right. You can go in and manually check any of these social networks on its own, but this is like a backup so it's like hey, I don't have time to do Twitter or to sit on Twitter or check my timeline today, but I don't want to miss anything. This email can be that backup. Right. All right. Well, I'm connecting uh, that now. And of course, it's saying that it's sending me an email. It's not there yet. Uh, so we'll see how that how quick that comes through. And um, let's see here. So let me go ahead and go back. And I'm going to go ahead and click connect with my Twitter. Boy, I'm just giving everybody access to my Twitter today. <laughs> Is there anybody else I need to give access to my Twitter to? I mean, just tell me. Is it- well, your credit card info that Enter your email address for a sample update. Okay, let's do that. So C-C-L-I-F-F, and that puts it in there for me. And click OK. This email address has already been registered with Nutshell. It's like, when did I do that? <laughs> Back they, in 2009 when you didn't remember that you... Oh, gosh, I hate using these services and forgetting about them. <laughs> gosh, that's why I didn't get the email. It's I'm already using it. All right, I'll check it out some other time. There you go. So (sighs) it's an option that I thought I'd throw out there for people to block out time and have some peace. Well, that I'm going to look into that because I must have looked into it before. But that one actually sounds interesting. You know, to be able to schedule an email, you know, maybe one email three days a week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, early in the morning or late in the evening when I can actually sit down and say, okay, let's let's take a look at these 
different. So now, does it does it miss anything? Do you know, or does it really capture all the comments that are happening? I'll be, on- I'll be honest. From what I saw in the emails, it was capturing things that I missed when I went and looked myself. Really? So I was like, "Whoa, I missed that," and and there it was. Hmm. Well, I'm 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 looking forward to this. Um, and Ray says, here's the weird thing. It's showing Cliff on the front page when I went to load it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's too funny. It does pull. And that's clout. It, it pulled. I have no clout, though. <laughs> I have no clout, but it's showing my face on it. No, it's just because I I think I just connected it uh, with my Facebook account. That's why it's on there. And it, and it shows you it shows the friends that you're connected with on there. So, yeah, that's funny stuff. All right. Um, well, let's see here. Show notes. You know what? We still have some voicemails. I didn't put those in the show notes. Do you want to okay. you do some voicemails? Sure. You have a little extra time? Hey, we've gone only a half hour, which is very rare for us. I know. Hey, let's turn to Chrissy and see what Chrissy has to say. Hi, Cliff and Eric. This is Chrissy from Long Island, and I'm calling for Social Media Serenity. Um, I thought you guys should have a new segment called Pet Peeves in Social Media, where Cliff and your listeners could... Uh, complain about their pet peeves. Oh, I like that. Uh, but my pet peeve, uh, starting this off, would be when I go to your Twitter page and every single thread is, or every single tweet is with a link promoting yourself to for something, you know, because if I don't know you, that doesn't do anything. That just tells me that you're there to promote yourself and that you're not looking to get to know people and communicate with other people. Thanks. Bye. All right, so Chrissy is suggesting that we have a pet peeve segment each week. Now, see, I thought we were already doing that. I thought that's what this show was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is hilarious. So I, I think we're we don't hold back on our opinions, do we? Not very often. Okay. All right. So, so her pet peeve is shameless self promotion all the time. Okay. What do you think about that? Are you are you People who are consistently talking about that stuff themselves and linking back to themselves. Is that something that's a pet peeve of yours, Eric? It kind of ticks me off. I've unfollowed some people in the past based on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, share share stuff with me that you find interesting, not just what you're doing. Right. That's and, And also interact with me. Yes. That's that's what this it's social. It's not just, hey, here's my business card. Hey, here's my business card. Yes. So yeah, yeah. I agree with her. I, I would agree with her as well. And to one of the the thing is is um I do a lot of shameless self promoting on GSPN. They're on my Twitter account, which is my main Twitter account. It's my main brand. So I do a ton of linking back to myself. Every Thursday you're gonna get somewhere between four to seven links that say, Hey, this show's going live. Come join us in the chat room. So that's that's a link back to myself all day long on Thursday. And then, uh, you know, randomly I'll link back to some blogs. And actually on Fridays after our shows are all posted, on Thursday and Friday after our shows are posted, there's a lot of links saying, hey, this episode's live on the site. You know, so there's a lot of that. But um, so what I do is I try to make sure that I'm also doing a lot of at replies to people, communicating with them who, yeah. you know, when I see them, their updates, I like to you know, send a message to them from time to time. I like to respond to everybody who responds to me as often as I can. Um, so, and, and of course, then I do link out some um, 
interesting things. You know, like for example, yesterday I sent out, I retweeted a couple things from my Cliff's Kindle account. Right. You know, so some things that I'm reading, some things that interest me, and which I gotta admit, I am jealous of, and would get a Kindle just for the ability to do that because you can't do that off the uh, Kindle app on an iPad or anything else. Oh, I love it. I love it. Did you have you? Do you follow Cliff's Kindle? Yes. It is. Uh, it's it's so much fun to be reading a book, highlight something, and just click the little two. There's a. Um, I think it is. Uh, it's like Shift Enter. And you just type in a little Twitter update and boom, it posts it right to your Twitter account. Now, I created a Twitter account just for my Kindle. It's called Cliff's Kindle, C-L-I-F-F-S, Kindle, uh, K-I-N-D-L-E, I think. Anyway, um, and what I do is I send a ton. Now, by the way, I send a ton. Of, when I'm reading, I send a ton of stuff to that account. So you'll know when I'm reading a book. Right. <laughs> you'll see a lot of highlights coming through. But I didn't want to send all of that to my GSPN account because I don't want to flood the GSPN account with a ton of uh, updates back to back to back to back. But what I do is I want to make sure that on my Cliff's Kindle account with Twitter that I have a good record of the things that I loved reading in this book. And I randomly will go back into that account and I will retweet them on my account. Right. So, it, it's, which isn't self promotion at all. It's sharing something you found interesting. And that's exactly why we would follow you. Exactly. And uh, I'd love to share just a, an example of like, because I mean, this is, this is fun stuff. Let me see here twitter.com slash, um, what did I say? Cliff's Kindle? Yes. There are, I'm going to pull one or two quotes, or I'll just pull one quote that I did yesterday on Cliff's Kindle. Uh, higher education, a thought that it says here, higher education thought that I agree with. And so if you click on it, it takes you to Amazon. It says, and this is the quote from the book, it would be beneficial if no university or college would permit the enrollment of any student unless and, and until the student declared their major purpose in graduating. Just a thought. And of yeah. course, if, that that's a radical thought, you know? How many people go through, you know, three years of college and they're fine, they're still undecided and they have to pick a major. Right. You know, and it's and the, it's all about the principle of being, you know, very determined and having a set out desire and purpose that you are pursuing, you know, and making decisions. And uh, what decision do you need to make today? And then it's a link back to this. To those who reach decisions promptly and definitely, let's see, it actually says, those who reach decisions promptly and definitely know what they want and generally get it. The leaders in every walk of life decide quickly and firmly. That's the major reason why they are leaders. So just, I love reading quotes and having stuff like that. And I, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So anyway. Sounds awesome. Ready for our next call? Go for it. All right. This one's from Fred and he called in about the Twitpocalypse. Hey, Cliff and Eric, it's Fred from Long Island. I'm cruising through uh, one of Eric's favorite parts of the world, upstate New York. I'm kind of off to the right from uh, where you used to live, Eric, but up in the Adirondacks. Anyway, I'm calling for Social Media Serenity because I am uh, backing up a little bit in time and listening to your episode about what you uh, so interestingly called the Twitpocalypse, which I guess was maybe uh, beginning of September when Twitter started using open authentication or started enforcing it anyway for all applications connecting to Twitter. And it turned out I did get caught by that, and I didn't realize it for a few days because I have one 
uh, application on my video recorder computer that tweets out when it records a show. And um, I didn't realize for a couple of days that it had stopped. So I had to go in. I used something called Twidge, which is a Linux command line uh, utility. And um, I had to go find the instructions. It took me, I don't know, maybe an hour by the time I did all the research and reading and figured out the syntax. And you, uh, in that case, you basically have to go to a web page uh, and it asks you, uh, you know, once you put in this particular URL, it asks you, you know, do you really want this application to use your Twitter account? Yes or no? And so I did that and worked out fine. But, um, yeah, I did get caught by that, and uh, now we're smooth sailing once again. So thanks for the show, and uh, talk to you soon. All right, Fred, thank you very much uh, for your feedback. And so, yeah, somebody did get hit by using an old antiquated um, third-party application that was still storing his username and password. I wonder how many people actually get went in and changed their password after that went in just to just to keep it all on the up and up in the most secure fashion. I did. Did you? I actually did. I, I hadn't done it in a while. I thought this is a good opportunity. Yeah, I mean, because this is the one point where you could actually start things fresh with a new password. And at this point, you don't necessarily give it to anyone. I right. Like, I like that. So, yeah. by the way, folks, if you haven't done so already... Uh, since the you know they changed it over to the open auth, uh, it may not be a bad idea. Even if nothing has happened to you yet, it may not be a bad idea to just go ahead and change your your password because there's still probably at least one to five other old third-party applications that didn't upgrade and they have your username and password from at least back when you gave it to them on file, and you never know if that might get sold one day. So not not that I'm a fear monger or anything, but it's just I think it's always better to be safe than sorry. So you might want to go in and uh, change your password unless you use something like LastPass or or what is all those other password key things that I don't I personally don't use. I like I like keeping a I like to know my passwords without software. Yeah, I personally. need to go through and do a system like you did. And the problem is, is there's just so many places I've done it. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. And oh, we have one more call, but I didn't actually uh, write down the name of the person that it's from because I never previewed it. I just know that it's for SMS. So here's one last call. Hi, Cliff. This is David Prate from Franklin, Tennessee, calling for social media serenity. Here's my question. I have got a, a Twitter uh, follower that I had been following that uh, I really just didn't care for kind of what they were putting out there. It was all really just all advertisements. And so I unfollowed them, and uh, I'm still, my issue is I'm still getting, uh, still getting tweets from them. Uh, and, and I can't really figure out why that is. Um, I also went back and tried to kind of take the next step and block them. Uh, that doesn't seem to be working either. So I'm sure it's just something I'm not doing right, but I uh, wanted to throw that out there for you and see if you could give me some direction. Thanks. Love your show. All right, David, thank you for calling in. And uh, Eric, I've never seen this one before. If you unfollow them, uh, it should keep them from coming into your uh, your list unless somebody's retweeting them. And at that point, if you're blocking them, it should it should block their retweets as well 
Yeah, blocks should block retweets. I think, yeah, check and see if they're being retweeted, but also make sure you're not looking at a list because even if you've unfollowed someone Uh and you have them in a list, you'll still see them in that list. But if you're blocking them, you shouldn't even see them in the list. That's like, true. If I'm, yeah, it, it should remove them from a list. Yeah, if if you are blocking somebody, it's almost as though that person does not exist on Twitter. Yeah. For you when you're signed in. That's my understanding. I may be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's supposed to work. That they they can't see you, you can't see them. I mean, it's 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 like it's kind of like it, it, when you block somebody on Twitter, it's almost like you're saying you're dead to me. Yes. So, I would go to their account literally and make sure that you have unfollowed them for sure and then block them. Yeah, and, and and do that on I would do that on the web interface. There might be an issue where if you're doing it through a third-party op- application that they might be having just a little bit of a bug. It might be actually telling you that you've successfully blocked that person, but it's not really taking place. Ow, that was loud. <laughs> it's not really taking place. <laughs> I pulled down the volume on the wrong one. Sorry about that. Anyway, Eric, any any other thoughts on that? I think that pretty much it. No, that's it. it. I, yeah, you just gotta you gotta check it out. Make sure you've done a thorough thorough investigation there. Very cool. Well, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Social Media Serenity. We want to thank you for being a GSPN.TV Plus member. You are what makes this content available each and every week, and uh, we appreciate you. And of course, we'll be back again next week where we hope to have more of your listener feedback, comments, com- uh, questions, and perhaps even your own social media pet peeve. Just give us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859-795-4067. And until next time, we encourage you to join the community. Mm-hmm.